It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Washington Commanders are in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Locked On Commanders is in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. And just like last year, there are crazy rumors floating around about the greatest quarterback of all time. But this time, it actually involves the Washington Commanders. We're going to discuss all of that and a little bit more coming up on Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick. And of course, we thank you for making us your first listener, first view of the day. I am David Harrison, writer for Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find my co-host, my partner, sitting next to me on your screen or speaking next to me in your ears, Chris Rooster Russell, covering the Commanders for the Team 980 where he and Pete Medhurst rock the airwaves 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, or anytime on the Odyssey app. And as we are recording this, Chris, our boss, the legendary Ross Jackson, is literally giving me real-time notes on how to fix our show. So this should be the best episode ever. Uh, I, I mean, hopefully he's not saying, get rid of that ugly dude next to you. I mean, you know, like, I mean... Not he yet. could, he could, say, we'll he could say that if he wanted to. We've um, still got about two minutes, so we'll see how you do. We'll, see if, uh, if <laughs> well hi, Ross. How are you? Uh, yes, David is, of course, at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, uh, and I am manning the uh, D.C. compound, if you will, just waiting for news on the Washington Commanders. But this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. As David mentioned, we thank you again for making us your first listen and view of the day. And as we mentioned, David is at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, but Ron Rivera is not expected to be there. However, a host a group of commanders, lieutenants, if you will, Eric Stokes, Martin Mayhew, Marty Herney, uh, Ben Standing of The Athletic and Odyssey DC providing these names, among other scouts, Tim Gribble. Uh, he is the director of college scouting. They will all be or are extended in Mobile throughout the week. David, you're there. Let me ask you this. Should Ron Rivera be there considering what's at stake here? Um. I don't know that I would say that Ron Rivera should be here. I don't know if I would go that far necessarily. I think it would be great if he were, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, in, in any organization, there's got to be kind of a division of labor. And I don't know what Ron is is working on or what he's what he's up to right now. And, and at this very moment, you know, that's not something that obviously we're really privy to. But, you know, it, it, everything is important, but not everything requires everybody's attention. Like they have, a, like you mentioned, there's a contingency here. Uh, paying attention and and the senior bowl is not going to be where an organization makes their final decision per se about 
a guy. It's going to be a place that they they either add some more information, look to collect some more data, talk to these players. Obviously, all the players are going to talk to all the teams. Um, and it's just going to be a part of the evaluation. And, and I, I always go back to kind of like pro days and even the scouting combine that for the most part, these guys are not. They're either looking to confirm what they already know or if they see something different, take that newness and go back to the film and always go back to the tape and say, does this new thing show up in the tape and whether – you know, is that is that significant enough to adjust how we value this player on on the on the draft board? So it's it's important. Don't get me wrong, but again, the GM is here. You're you're you got personnel people here, and you've obviously got scouts who have seen these players throughout the season. So it's not like a lack of information uh, or any type of information deficit is going to stem from your head coach not being on ground. It's interesting because I don't. Ron, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I I'm pretty sure this is right. Ron was not there last year. Um, well, I only and, saw Scott Turner in Mobile, but that right. doesn't necessarily mean he wasn't here because the media sits on one side of the stadium, right. and all the personnel sit on the other side of the stadium, which is very done very deliberately. Now the personnel, coaches, and all they're allowed to go to the media side. We are not allowed to go right. over to the other side, which is a very good thing. For many reasons, I believe I remember Ron not being there. Uh, maybe I'm I'm wrong in in remembering that. I don't think it's the end all be all like you that he needs to be there. I, what I was intrigued by was last scouting process or his evaluation process up a notch. He went from grading the top 100 that his departments give him to the top 150. That's what he told us in the media. So I'm kind of wondering if he might be able to, you know, if he was down there, if he was planning on attending whatever portion, practices, game, what have you, if he might be able to get A, a head start on that process, B, if he might be able to meet with potentially some other candidates, you know, that are looking for work. Uh, remember, the combine, which you you go to, the senior ball, they're all kind of mini convention types. So I, I wonder if Ron is missing on something that I have no doubt that Jim Nagy and the senior bowl committee do an excellent, excellent job of providing all the video, all the cut-ups. There's television coverage, of course, on NFL Network. Um, All the things that Ron would need. But you know what I mean. There is some kind of – there is a little bit of a difference to being boots on the ground. As I always say, boots on the ground, right? There is a little bit of a difference between that and just watching it eye in the sky, all 22, all of that stuff. So I guess for that reason, I was hoping, hoping, not criticizing, hoping to yeah. see Ron there. But David, uh, before we go too far and before we get into Ruma Apalooza, because I know that's what our audience really, really, really is jacked up about. Um, who are some of the guys that we should be keeping an eye on? Maybe with a Redskin, uh, with a Commanders uh, connection. Uh, still some have old habits die hard uh, with a commander connection that you are specifically going to kind of be keeping an eye on. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I put out a watch list on commander country on si.com uh, fan nation again, and I put out a little bit of a watch list on an episode shortly before I left for mobile, but most of those players are on the national team. The reason that is, is because all the Washington commander assistant coaches who are position coaches here in mobile this week are on the national team. So it makes sense that, I'm going to want to see kind of the players that are being coached by commanders, coaches, and then 
hoping to kind of talk to some of those coaches either this week or you know, shortly following, uh, and then talk to some of those players when they're available as well, get a little bit of a cross cross section of how the coaches see the prospects, how the prospects interact with coaches, stuff like that. But the American team certainly has talent as well. And because we are in, 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 in this uh, environment, I've got access to two experts of two of the colleges that have representation here. One of them being Tulane, the other one being the Florida Gators football program. So I'm going to leverage that expertise and it's going to be really unique because Tulane's got linebacker Dorian Williams and running back Tajay Spears here. And we've got a member of the Tulane staff here that I can kind of tap into. And I've already kind of coordinated with her to say, hey, look, I'm going to watch this linebacker and and she's going to help me kind of understand what it is I'm seeing in him, where he's come from throughout the season, because she's been up close and personal and seeing that growth and that development. And then Spears, I mean, you know, the commanders not necessarily have a deficiency in running back. Right. But you can never have too many running backs. So certainly a guy uh, worth watching. And then again, you have that added bonus of having someone who has intimate knowledge of these players and knows kind of where they've come from, who they are inside and out. And I think that's a unique, uh, unique opportunity I want to take advantage of. And then Brandon Olson locked on Gators podcast is also here. And you've got two offensive line prospects, Richard garage garage. If I'm, if I'm saying that correctly, it's like garage, but fancier. Um, and then Osiris Torrance and Osiris Torrance is obviously the bigger name that most people are going to know about right now. Most mocks have them kind of day two, I'm pretty sure he's going to end up in the back end of, of day one. Um, you know, we'll see how his stock starts to move. But those are two guys and the commanders specifically. Obviously, everybody wants to see them improve the offensive line. So not only am I going to keep an eye on those two linemen specifically because of the need, but again, locked on Gators host Brandon Olson here on ground. It can give me the season long, year long, career long insight into who these guys are. Yeah. Remember, Torrance is a guy that Walter football, when we did our mock draft, Monday special to start this week uh, before you headed down to Mobile. He was projected as the commander's number, uh, number what is it, 47 overall pick uh, in the second round, which, again, you just mentioned probably is going to be a, a little bit too late for him. Mm-hmm. All right, so David is at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. When we return, we are talking about all of the wild rumors going on in Commanderland. That's right. First it was Colin Cowherd. Now it's Rex Ryan. The commanders in the crosshairs, but this could be exciting, guys. Oh, yeah. Just like it's exciting that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Guys, you know what time it is. It's Valentine's Day, February the 14th. That means romance is in the air more than even normal. I don't need to tell you all you lovebirds out there that, you know, while dinner and chocolate is nice, what she really wants. What that special someone really wants is a perfect Valentine's Day gift from Blue Nile. I did it for Christmas, uh, and you never have to walk into another jewelry store again if you trust the outstanding, outstanding selection, service, and purchase experience at Blue Nile, because they're going to provide you expert guidance, in-depth educational materials, unique online tools so that you control the process, or you just hop on, pick what you want, and away you go. Right now, you can save up to 50%. That's right, 50% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com for up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. 
but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Locked On is at the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. From Mobile, Alabama, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft podcast for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, all starting at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Again, we thank you for making us your first listen and view of the day. David in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. And David, on Sunday, Rex Ryan of ESPN's NFL Countdown. This isn't some radio hack like me making up and trying to do a radio topic. This is Rex Ryan, a longtime NFL head coach, defensive coordinator on ESPN's conference championship pregame show. He floated the idea floated the idea. This was not a report that Sean Payton, the, of course, currently out of work, but still under contract, former New Orleans Saints head coach, and Tom Brady, who they've been connected and reportedly joined at the hip, could not only get together, but get together in Washington. And when I heard that, I, I started howling. I started laughing because I knew what Rex was doing. He's trying to connect the dots. But when you combine what Colin Cowherd said last week about Sean Payton and potentially the commanders, now there's more than just smoke. Maybe there's some sparks here to the fire. Uh, I don't think so. You don't sound convinced. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Here's the thing. Like, you know, I know it feels like there's a long time between like now and April, but these draft evaluations are, are have been ongoing. Right. And with a new head coach, head coaches are going to want new players or not new players, new, new, new assistant coaches, right? Like typically these guys want to bring in their own staff. I just so happened to cover an NFL team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that replaced their head coach late in the off season program. Uh, and, 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 you know, it was, it was later, it was March, you know what I mean? It wasn't January even, or even early February, but because of how long into the off season program process that that change was made, he didn't get to hire his own staff. He inherited Bruce Arians staff and that's what he rolled with. Well, Bruce Arians is not Todd Bowles. Like these two guys are different guys. They have different theories. They have different, you know, approaches. They have different philosophies and these assistant coaches and these position coaches, you know, they're now having to execute. A different and if there's a difference of opinion, all this, all this other stuff, right? Like if the Washington Commanders were to somehow execute a trade for Sean Payton, 
Sean is not, I'm not saying Sean's going to fire Jack Del Rio or he's going to fire Jennifer King or Randy Jordan, but like these are not Sean Payton's guys. You know what I mean? And he's going to have kind of his own philosophy and mentality to what he wants to be able to do. And this, this situation has to kind of be ready made for what he would want to do, I believe. And then the general manager relationship. And if you're keeping, remember, like coaches like Jennifer King, uh, uh, there's other members of the staff, like they've come with Ron throughout their careers as well. There's a certain mm-hmm. brand of loyalty. Now they're professionals, so they're going to go out there and do the best job they can anyway. But I just, I mean, to me, it just doesn't, I understand that like any coaching staff or any organization that Sean Payton joins at this point is in the same similar type of situation. But this, it, it just, it just feels like a situation where if you're going to get rid of Ron Rivera, it makes a lot more sense to do that ahead of time and start pursuing other avenues already versus kind of a late stage. Well, oh, by the way, now Washington's going to throw their name uh, in, in the ring. But I mean, from a Tom Brady standpoint, I could see where the fit could, could happen. They've got weapons. Um, they need to improve the offensive line, but the defense is ready for an offense that can score points. And then it's very similar to what the Buccaneers uh, had when he left New England to go to Tampa. But honestly, if I'm comparing Washington to Tampa, it, you're walking a very similar roster construction situations. So if you're if you're in a dance with a partner that looks a lot like the partner you've already been dancing with, why would you change the partner unless the other one has something to offer, which they don't because both Washington and Tampa need to fix their offensive line. The difference between the two is Tampa's got an all-pro caliber center coming back from injury who's not coming off of two years of season's loss due to injury, and they've got draft capital, and they've got a little bit of wiggle room in the salary cap once they negotiate some numbers down to do some other things as well. So I just, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't pass the, the sniff test. Yeah. And and I want to be careful to point out again, this is not a report. This is more speculation, but because Rex is who Rex is, right? Which doesn't mean that he's all that he's, he absolutely knows anything. It's possible, at least possible that he's got some informed speculation, right? And they said, Hey, you know, throw this out there, see how it lands or Hey, you know, a little birdie might've been chirping in his ear Maybe that, I don't know, same agent, who knows? Um, I just find it interesting that with the commanders going through the situation that they're going through, that now that's two at least. And if you want to call ESPN's Diana Rossini's report about a team lying in the bushes and trying to get their ducks in order and everybody went, ooh, that could be the commanders. Well, it could be, it could be not. But then Cowherd and now Rex Ryan and all these major platforms you start to wonder again if it's just again throwing pasta to the wall and seeing if it'll stick. Now yeah. the interesting—I mean, never say never, but don't forget that a lot of these personalities we're talking about, especially Rex Ryan, are not people who are unfamiliar with putting their foot in their mouth. Understood, and and that's a very fair point. The one thing I will say is none of them are saying I know this is definitively happening. Here's the one thing that we can't, though, discount, even though the timeline doesn't make sense, as you alluded to, and I'm not going to go over what you just said because I'll let it stand for its own because you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. A new owner, a first-time owner in the NFL, is going to look to make his signature splash move, and maybe it's right away. And what bigger Mm -hmm. splash can you make besides Sean Payton and then possibly even the GOAT? And that's Tom Brady. And so I don't think we can just absolutely 100% dismiss this in any way. I think that would be, I mean, like, I believe like less than 10% chance either one of these scenarios could work out. But I can't sit here and tell you 
as we start February, David, that I give it no chance of happening. I, I'm just being Agreed. honest. And I know that's probably unfair to Ron, and it would be unfair to the coaching staff and all of that, and it would be a really, really, really seedy timeline in terms of the process. But, you know, if you're Sean Payton, you might have guys already lined up that are currently out of the game, that are currently working for other organizations uh, that might have their contracts coming up for renewal right after the Super Bowl, that type of thing. You might already have that in place, and you can inherit a scouting staff, a Tim Gribble, so on and so forth, those kind of guys, and then evaluate them in a couple yeah. of months once you take over. So all I'm saying is it's definitely a possibility, and I will tell you this. I don't know if it'll work. I, I I don't know if it'll work. I don't love the idea of trading two first-round picks for Sean Payton or a first and a second and having no draft picks in the first three rounds, but yeah. it sure damn will be intriguing and exciting for this fan base and maybe a different era and maybe an era of doing things a different and better way. Yeah, and I was like – so, I, I mean, I brought up the scouting staff and the, and the, and the draft pro, and I want to make something clear, like – you know, if, if like Sean Payton comes in tomorrow, it's not like the scouts have to just scrap all their scouting right. reports. Like, well, now we got, you know, like the scouting reports are the scouting reports. So like they're scouting what players are capable of doing, not because it's Ron Rivera, but because that's what the players capable of doing. So I, I do want to clarify that, um, that like as far as the scouting process goes, it's not like you're just derailing the entire draft process by doing something like that. Um, it's more so just the the upheaval and kind of, uh, you know, Ron calls it the three-year plan and kind of like what's what the process is and, uh, I don't know. I, I just kind of figure like if that move were to probably happen, I kind of feel like Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew are kind of one in the same. So Martin Mayhew probably would be on the way out as well. But again, who do you replace him with? I, I don't know. It's 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 something interesting to watch. Absolutely, you know, I don't put zero percent chance on it. Uh a lot of put people a lot of people put zero percent chance on Tom Brady going to Tampa. And, you know, that obviously happened. So no doubt about it. Uh one other quick caveat to this. If you do bring in a new head coach whenever you bring in the new head coach. The one thing that might not, or the scouting staff might not change until after the draft and maybe in the summer and, and so on and so forth, but one thing that will absolutely change, and every head coach that I've covered from Mike Shanahan, Jim Zorn, Jay Gruden, Ron Rivera talks about, hey, you know what? We have to teach our scouts what we want, what traits we want in a left guard. Uh, in a, you know, from a handwork, uh, from a technical standpoint, fundamentals, that type of thing. So that is a bigger process than I guess most might think and most realize. Again, this is why it's a long shot. Coming up. Uh, and of course, we will continue to follow and we will bring you all the reaction. And anytime there's a rumor, we will be on it. But a familiar name has emerged on the commander's OC front, and he might have a super time doing it and does he have a chance we'll discuss that next on the locked on commanders podcast but first this episode of loc is brought to you by fanduel sportsbook that's right this year the only app you need at your super bowl party is fanduel america's number one sportsbook we're really excited to have them on as our new sports betting partner for locked on because they are the number one sportsbook in america and if you're new to fanduel that's even better they have so many great features with a big game on the way download the fanduel app right now so you can get super bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet you'll get up to three thousand dollars that's right three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't 
win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads uh, to who will score a touchdown, all sorts of props. You know the Super Bowl has a ton of props. Anyway, the FanDuel Sportsbook is safe, secure, super easy to use. Again, nobody's going to be able to crack your code and steal your money. It's all for you. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. You can't miss it, guys. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From head coach to offensive coordinator, if Ron Rivera is on his way out, maybe Sean Payton has his eyes on a new Washington offensive coordinator, and that would be Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, according to Ian Rapport of NFL Network, on Sunday reporting that the commander's offensive coordinator search has stalled a little bit, which for a conspiracy theorist might actually support the idea that maybe there's a new head coach coming in. But they are interested in talking to Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy at this point. Nothing has been scheduled or rejected uh, that has been reported. But could this, Chris, be a slam dunk hiring by the Washington Commanders? What are your thoughts on Eric Bien. Yeah. So you bring up an interesting point uh, and that I didn't even necessarily think of if, if there's a head coaching change, what happens here? I have no idea, but I would just say this, assuming that Ron Rivera is going to be the head coach moving forward. Um, when it comes to Eric bien I would not say slam dunk like most others presumably will. Uh, to me, there's some fear of the unknown with Eric bien right? Such as how is, how is he? Uh, what rhythm does he have as an every down play caller? It's something he hasn't done in Kansas City. How is he without Patrick Mahomes? Certainly they had some success before Patrick Mahomes, but nothing replaces the kind of athlete and the kind of weapon that Patrick Mahomes is. Why hasn't he been able to, of course, land a head coaching spot despite numerous, numerous, numerous interviews into the mid-teens, uh, David? And some of the background stuff that you've heard uh, that is legitimate and maybe some of it isn't legitimate. So I say this to say the enemy is not a slam dunk in my eyes because nothing's a slam dunk, uh, especially when it comes to this organization. But there are some concern points for me. And then on top of that, and I'll just throw it to you. Why would the enemy come here if he does have other choices, right? I mean, Baltimore has been rumored. Tennessee's been rumored. I think Tampa's been rumored. Why would he come here unless he has no other choice? Yeah, it's it's an interesting, like the Eric Bieniemy thing is interesting. And it's obviously it's been interesting for a long time. I think every offseason we kind of go through this conversation. But I think there's two things to really kind of pay attention to here. And that and, and that is that Eric Bieniemy's lack of consistent play calling uh, in his career and the I'm going to call them rumors, right? But the rumors that he is not a good interviewer, that he does not interview very well when he does get his opportunities. 
So as of right now, in, in this current coaching carousel cycle, he's gotten one confirmed head coaching interview opportunity that uh, that the NFL uh, themselves is reporting. Again, some of these things don't go reported or confirmed for a while, but as the NFL is reporting today, as we sit here right now, the Indianapolis Colts are the only team that have interviewed him for their head coaching position. Every other interview request or re- re- interview that's been conducted has been for their offensive coordinator position. His contract is coming up, and I got to be honest, like the 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 campaign being put on by the Kansas City Chiefs by head coach Andy Reid. And I mean, if you're watching Chiefs games, like you watch Chiefs games, and it, it hasn't been to like the last month or so that you're starting to see like the Mike Tarico's of the world uh, talk about Eric Bieniemy, who play who calls plays every now and then. Eric Bieniemy, who does the play call, like all of a sudden, all these all these broadcasters are talking about Eric Bieniemy's play calling ability. The Kansas City Chiefs have an office coordinator's contract coming up. They're trying really hard to get somebody else to hire him as an offensive coordinator, not as a head coach. He's not getting head coaching opportunities this year. They're trying to get him hired off to somebody else as an OC. Why is that? There's a reason there, and I'd be hard-pressed to say the reason is they love him so much that they can't live without him. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers you mentioned, they've interviewed a coach that was currently competing in the playoffs until this weekend, uh, Dan Pitcher, the quarterback coach for the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals. They did that virtually. They did that interview virtually because they just wanted to interview and they wanted to get time with him face-to-face as much as they could. So instead of waiting for him to be eliminated and or post-Super Bowl, they went ahead and did that digitally. Why are the Washington Commanders not doing that with Eric Bieniemy if they want to talk to him? Why is he not doing that with teams? And in my impression, my understanding, just connecting the dots, would be that we need to see you in person because if this is true and if this is a situation, we need to see you in the room. We don't want to see you on a camera. We want to see you in the room and get a feel for who you are. Uh, and again, I mean, you know, I, I'm not trying to down talk the man. I don't know him personally, but I just – I feel like if he was going to get that job, eventually it would have happened already. Now, I do think the key to him getting an eventual head coaching job is becoming a, I'm going to say, full-time OC in the in the case of you run the game planning, you run the strategy, you run all the plays, and you manage the game flow. But is there a reason that Kansas City isn't giving it to him outside of just Andy Reid is one of the greatest play callers in right. the history of the league? That's the question that an NFL team needs to answer is, why are the Chiefs not letting him have this opportunity? Right. Why are they forcing that opportunity for Eric Bieniemy on another NFL team? Is it simply Andy Reid, or is there another reason? It does seem weird, right? A lot of things don't exactly line up here, and I don't know what exactly is what, like you, uh, but you speculated on on a few of those things, and we've all heard rumors and whatnot. Uh, and again, we should just be careful just to say, you know, sometimes rumors are false. Sometimes they have no validity, so... Ron presumably is going to have to make that decision or Eric is going to have to make that decision. One thing I will point out, remember Ron Rivera, Andy Reed have a very, very close relationship. Ron was part of Andy's Philadelphia Eagles staff way back when. So I'd like to think that his word implicitly. And if Andy Reed signs off and said, look, it's just simply because I don't want to give up the play calling. It's my baby. It's what I do. It's what I live for. It's nothing against Eric. He's a good guy. He's a hard worker. You're going to love him, blah, 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 blah. Then I think that'll probably be a, you know, good enough for Ron because I think Ron implicitly trusts a guy like Andy Reid for a personal recommendation 
one that is rooted in actually working with the guy every day, something that necessarily can't be presented over Zoom or even in a face-to-face meeting at a team facility uh, right. or dinner. All right. Um, we will and have real quick, more- just remember everybody out there, like the it's not it's not a draft compensation thing either. The Kansas City Chiefs, if Eric Bianami gets hired by another team as an OC, the current position he's filling, the, the Kansas City Chiefs get no draft pick compensation for minority hiring. That minority hiring has to be an elevation and a promotion uh, in a specific position. So okay. that's not a part of this equation is the Chiefs are just trying to get third round draft picks because that's not going to happen in this this situation. Good point. We will continue to warrant, uh, to, to monitor all of the developments uh, for the commanders, both at the Senior Bowl uh, and here at home in the nation's capital. Uh, Anthony Lynn is also a coach of interest. Let's just label it that. He hasn't officially interviewed uh, for the position just yet as his season wrapped up on Sunday with the San Francisco 40. Niners. All right, guys, that is going to do it for this particular edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Again, we thank you for making us your first listen and view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For your second listen and watch, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories as we get you ready for the big game. Locked on NFL. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back throughout the week. David and Locked On's exclusive coverage of the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. And I'll be manning the fort back here. Uh, And again, we will keep you up to date on any and all developments. If you want to hop in, Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com or send them in a DM on Twitter at LO Commanders. For David Harrison covering the Washington Commanders and the Senior Bowl for SI.com's Fan Nation and Commander Country. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Ned Show on the Team 980. If you're out and about, be safe, be kind to one another. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.